You are listening to Empower Me with Aries. God has really been dealing with me lately a lot about doing some self-evaluation, about doing some heart, you know, checks. And so he's been dealing with me about breaking the religious spirit. And so we have to understand how dangerous the religious spirit is and that that spirit has amplified itself throughout what we call the body of Christ or throughout the churches. And we have to understand really and the really the true definition of what the body of Christ is. And so understanding that the religious spirit must be broken We keep in mind that the body of Christ is where Jesus is the head. It is not man. It is not tradition. It is not things of old. It is not opinion. It is not anything else but Jesus as the head of the church. And so if you measure where, you know, within yourself or even of course, we are the, the body of Christ, and, and that means we are the church, and, ch- and the church is, a, is, a per- is, is our people. And so understanding this, we have to measure where we are. And as we measure where we are, we need to also measure what we see before us when we come and congregate in edifice, in buildings, amongst other believers as we call ourselves and and even to say that we are that that is the church so we have to begin to do an assessment because i want to tell you that god is breaking the religious spirit and so god began to share some things with me and he said in order to break the religious spirit i need you to understand that it requires a mind renewal In Romans 12, chapter 2, and I'm looking at the New Living Translation version. And so this version, um, and so what I'll I'll read first is I believe this is the New King James Version. But within this version, it says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by, by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so I want to sit here just for a moment because we have to understand that in order to not be conformed to this world, we have to do things opposite of this world. If we don't do things opposite of this world, we there can find ourselves so blended in that you won't even be able to see the light, that you won't even be able to see who really is supposed to be on the on the stage of our hearts, the stage of the the buildings that we meet in. We cannot be conformed to this world. Meaning to blend in, to allow it to make us, but we have to be transformed a transformation, it take, it's a process. A transformation, it can hurt. But we have to understand in order to not be conformed to this world, we have to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. My God, if any of you know anything about what God has had me released before, I, I say often, remember to renew your mind because it's the gold mine. It is the seat of what the enemy comes after to bring contention when he starts warfare with you. You have to understand how important the mind is. Our thoughts 
how we process things, our seat of belief, our perspective, what is shaping it. And so the Bible is reminding us in Romans 12 too, that in order to not be so blended into the world, in order to not be lukewarm, we have to transform the way that we think our mindsets. And when we're able to transform the way that we think, then we'll be able to prove or to know or to discern what is good, acceptable in the perfect will of God. See, if our minds are not detached, not pulled apart from the ways of the world, the smell of the world, the stench of how things are done here, where good is called evil and evil is called good. We will be we will then not be able to discern what is good, acceptable and perfect will of God, but it will be contaminated. Okay, and God does not want contamination in order for this religious spirit to break. We have to have a renewed mind. Emmy, you may ask yourself. What is a renewed mind? Where is this renewed mind coming from? The Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. Okay, and Christ came humbly. And so within this mind renewal, we must understand that in order to have the mind of Christ, we must move like Christ did. When he hit this earth, he didn't come with a big, a big uh, throne or big, um, you know, uh, robe on walking, saying, I am the king or a big crown on saying, I am the king. But by his actions and what he was able to manifest or demonstrate, people knew that he was God. And so we have to keep that in mind that Jesus himself came humbly and he was a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man. And this is our greatest example. This is whom we must fashion our lives after. So we cannot worship people, but we only have to worship our God, our faithful father. See, don't get me wrong. We can honor people, but in order to break this religious spirit that has caused the stench within so many places where the believers congregate, where the body of Christ comes to meet, we have to understand that we can honor people, but we do not worship people. When we begin to worship people, we begin to idolize people. And we have to understand that the Bible says in the Old Testament that we cannot put no God before our, our God. We cannot put anything before him. Okay. It is dangerous to put, to put a man, soul man, that is merely being used by God, a soul man where he needs God, where he was created by God in the place of our father only and begin to worship him. That is dangerous. If we remind ourselves of someone that did that and that was cast from his position down to the earth, he was cast down from heaven. And that person, that, that entity or that angel name was Lucifer. That is not that is not the example that we want to, to run after or to, to, to cause ourselves to be in, uh, in, in suit or in demonstration of, but we want to demonstrate how Christ did. We have to understand that when we honor God, when we worship God, that he can do anything but fail and that Jesus Christ is our one and only savior. 
See, when we understand that this life that we live, that we've accepted Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, now we have a mandate, a call. We are the one of many that Jesus mentioned of in Matthew. We then understand that we are servant leaders here on this earth. What does that mean? A servant leader comes to do what? Serve. What did Jesus said? Remember, we're talking about breaking the religious spirit, that spirit that think it's about me and not God, that spirit that wants to fashion and parade itself because of what it has on, because of how it looks, because of tradition. And it wants to stick out to push out the spirit of the Lord. That spirit must be broken. So in order for us to continue to break this spirit, we have to remind ourselves that I am a servant leader. I am a servant first. And that is how I represent my father, by serving his people here in this earth. What did Jesus say? He said, I come to serve. Now, if God himself can come and put himself from the throne into a, a fleshly being, to grow throughout this earth and literally being 100% God and 100% man. If he can say, I've come to serve my God, what audacity do we have to think that we want everybody else to serve us? It is demonic. It is a religious spirit and it must be broken. The Bible also talked about where Jesus said he had no place to lay his head. And so ultimately... What that is reminding us is that in order to walk out this life, as Jesus mentioned for us to walk out this life, we have to understand, like he talked about in Matthew 20, that there is a cost to walk as a believer. There's a cost to walk with Jesus. There's a cost. Salvation was free because he, he gave it to us, but the price he had to pay, oh, there was a cost. And we must believe there's a cost as we begin to pick up our cross daily and walk with Jesus. We're talking about breaking religious spirits. And so we have to understand that as we journey again, it is our mission to serve others. No longer I that live, but it's Christ that lives through me. It is our mission to go as Jesus did. It is our mission as he talked about in Isaiah. He mentioned in the prophecies mentioned that was spoken throughout the Old Testament that the spirit of the Lord was upon me and how we've been anointed to go forth and to minister this good news. And so breaking religious spirits is breaking unprofitable traditions. Anything that wants to be God when we congregate together. Is it, is it greater than the Holy Spirit coming in and doing what he needs to do? If so, we need to check that thing. We need to check that thing. And so God is talking to us today. And we have to understand that even as we go, the doctrine that is released up out of our mouths is the doctrine of Jesus Christ. And that's talked about in the New Testament about the doctrine that the apostles spoke was a was the doctrine of Jesus. 
We cannot come with our own doctrines. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. And I only what say what I hear my father say. And guess what? Again, we go to Isaiah 61. And what are we to do? We are to preach the good news. Now that is what's supposed to come out of our mouth. That is the doctrine that we are to live by, to go forth and preach the good news. Let them know that Jesus heals. He sets free. He delivers. He heals. He can reconcile. He can be a father to the fatherless. He could be literally the, you know, the, um, the husband to the widow. He can literally be the provider to the, those who are impoverished. Our God, our Lord Jesus Christ is alive and he is well. And so we must understand that our, that the good news we preach is the good news from heaven. We don't get up in front on the stage when we congregate and call ourselves the body of Christ. We don't get up and we don't tell them about our news of gossip, of hatred, of self-centeredness, of envy, of loose lips of our own opinions that can push somebody away. But if it does not line up to what the Holy Scriptures say, we have to then do a self-check and say, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. And I want to line back up to have the mind of Christ who was humble and he knew what it was going to take, the sacrifice. But the joy that was set before him, the freedom that he's seen us in, the wholeness that he's seen us in, he said is worth it. So the cost to sacrifice yourself, the cost to say, you know what? It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives through me. I'm going to get on this stage and I'm going to elevate Jesus. I'm going to speak the gospel, preach the gospel, live the gospel, be the example that my father wants me to be. And so someone can say, hey, and many people listening to this may say, hey, it's, it's a struggle. You may feel like you're too deep into allowing this religious spirit to rule and reign in your life. But we have to understand that the flesh can yield to the spirit of the Lord. Romans 8 and 11 says it is the spirit that gives life to the body. And so as we understand that as we are led by the spirit, we are then called sons of God and that life is being released in our mortal bodies. And we can find strength to overcome these fleshly desires to want so much attention and to be on the stage. It's time to put Jesus back on the stage. It really is. Our body is Christ's body. We have to understand that even if you are in a place where you know things need to change, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that lives in us. There is hope. There is hope. We must stand. We must stand in this time. To begin to say what thus says the Lord, we must stand in this time to go forth with the call that God has chosen for us to go forth because moving and operating 
with this religious spirit. And I've only talked about us breaking the, breaking the wrong mindsets and breaking traditions. It's not done, but I feel led to stop here and to say, in order for God to be elevated and to be shown back into where we congregate as the body of Christ, we have to put him back on stage. We have to understand what the mandate we carry is about. It's bigger than us. It's about God using us and moving through us so that everywhere we go, people can see and feel the light and love of God. If we parade around so much that they only remember the beautiful outfit that we had on, but they can't even remember what was said, that's a problem. We have to humble ourselves and get back on our knees and repent because there should be signs, wonders, miracles, healings, deliverances happening every time we come together. Every time the world is crying out for who the sons of God, but the Bible reminds us that the sons of God are those who are led by the spirit of God, not by our own fleshly desires and drive for attention. And, and going and operating in unprofitable traditions that attempts and goes to make the word of God of non-effect. We have to put Jesus back on the stage. I'm going to leave you guys with this, but I pray right now in the name of Jesus. That as your heart is listening to this, that, you, that it begins to be penetrated by the love of God. Because the Holy Spirit comes to convict and not condemn. Jesus came because he loved us. And it, the Bible says he came for the world. He wants the world to be saved. He wants us to be saved. Wants us to be saved. Because he wants his family reconciled back together. As you think about the scriptures, as you think about the Old Testament and the New Testament, you see the measures that God has gone to get his people, to get his children back together. For we were once lost, but he's given us a remedy and his name is Jesus. He is the remedy. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the light in life. And without him, we can do nothing. We are nothing. But he gives us definition in a world that is dark. And so I want to humbly come before you all and pray that we begin to understand how much we need Jesus, how much we need him. And as we begin to come into this understanding that our lives begin to be transformed and that true indeed, things that we begin to see begin to manifest in the way that God has created it to because we finally have gotten it. Our minds have been transformed to the mind of Christ. And we have hearts, authentic hearts for the people of God. And so I pray that this message encourages you all. I'm praying for you. Stay encouraged. Remember to renew your mind. It is the goat mind. Love you all. Empower me with Aerie.